All right. Um, I've radically shortened my message. You're welcome. But it's, it's, I did it so that you guys can participate. So get ready for that. That should be interesting. Um, one of the questions I constantly ask myself is why are we here? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Anybody else do that? Everywhere. <laughs> why am I here? I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, like, why do we function? What are we doing as a church body? That kind of thing. Um, and especially getting close to the new year, I'm not big into the big vision casting necessarily. I'm not trying to um, trying to, to, to go down that road necessarily. But at the same time, we do need to know what direction we're going and why we do what we do kind of thing. And and something that we, we talk about a lot of, uh, especially if somebody asks me or finds out, especially I'm, in, I'm all over the place with my job. I, I, I travel a lot and I'm in sales and talk to a lot of people and eventually they find out that I'm a Christian. Um, sometimes that I'm a pastor and uh, many of you would know the next questions that, that usually come out of people's mouths. Uh, one of the first ones is, what denomination are you? Right? Have you all ever heard that? Usually the second one or right around the top three is, how many people do you run? <laughs> are we running dogs? And then, uh, what was the third one? I remember the third one. Those are the main two, though. We'll, we'll kind of stick with those because I, I do want to keep it short. There's a third one that I did not write down. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's sort of a litmus test that a lot of churches go by is how many people do you run? Um, how big are your buildings kind of thing? And um, I guess money would be one. Or I guess generating uh, dividends or something. I don't know. Um, but there's, there's a, how do we measure a healthy church? How do we measure a, grow, a quote unquote growing church? That's the thing. Are you growing? That was the third question. Are you growing? And usually that is just another form from the first question is how many people do you have? And, and you know my heart on that. I think most of you do if you haven't been here. Um, my heart on that is not in, in numbers. I would love to see more people come and discover how good God is. And, and in the presence of you awesome people, I would love to see more of you. Um, but at the same time, um, my, my version of growth isn't necessarily just more people. Uh, and I've said from the beginning, I'd rather have 10 people that are here because the Holy Spirit let them here um, than 1,000 people because, because of me, which I don't, I don't know that I could draw that many people. But I'm just saying I don't want it to be built on my personality or the style of worship that we have. Does that make sense? I, I, want, I, want, I want people that are unified not by agreeing on every detail, but unified by Christ. This is my soapbox on denominations, and we've talked about it a few times, but um, I understand there are different styles and people like different things, but that's a very consumer mindset, and to me it's a very me-centered mindset of church. I kind of call churchianity or religion. Um, to me, a mature body of believers, and I believe we are mature, but up, but up, but body of believers, <laughs> a mature but up body of believers, uh, <laughs> you can quote me on that, uh, a mature body of believers is diverse. I think... I'm looking across here, and I know most of you guys, and we all have very different backgrounds, some similar. We have different, different church backgrounds, right, different denominational backgrounds. I know most of you and most of you have grown up or have, have come into uh, different denominational backgrounds and have ended up here, and we're just a big melting pot, we, like the island of misfit toys here. We're just like all of it. You know, you may have somebody speaking in tongues over here and somebody just like, you know, wondering what the heck's going on over here and somebody doing cartwheels over there. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, we got one guy that skips. That guy's weird. He cries a lot too. Uh, you may have a pastor up here sobbing like uh, every Sunday, um, but uh, 
But anyway, I, I think that to me is a good indication of a healthy church. Because here's why. If we all just gather and, and agree on everything, then we're really kind of a cult. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's just about everybody agreeing on every detail, we can find, we can find people to agree. If I, if I just wanted a bunch of people to say yes all the time, you know, I wouldn't be hanging around you guys. because you. <laughs> Listen, every, I'll tell you, not every Sunday, but there are several Sundays when I have a few of you come and correct me on some things. And I love it. I'm completely okay with that. Listen, I need scholars you know, to, to show me things and help me with discernment. I'm completely fine with that. I love it. I think it's great. Um, the cool thing is I, we, we let love lead in these areas. Uh, Mark used to talk about being unoffendable. That's what being unoffendable is, is saying, okay, I may disagree with you, but there's, there's a unity that we have in Christ, and there is something bigger that I'm trying to accomplish here than just, just making it through life, essentially. I call it breathing to death. <laughs> Stop breathing to death. There, there is more to this Christ life than just going through the motions, okay? Part of the reason why I occasionally or almost every Sunday change our whole format, which I'm going to do this Sunday. I want to talk a little bit about the church body because what I've done, I think, over this whole year is talked really about individual Christ life, individual kingdom life, for you guys to go out the doors and to live this Christ life to its fullest, right? Joy, righteousness, peace, everything that's found in the Holy Spirit, live in communion with the Holy Spirit constantly, day by day, moment by moment. I feel like I've said it a lot, okay? I really feel like the Lord is shifting a little bit to a more community uh, teaching or, or leading me to teach more about our community specifically, but outside the doors even, because it's not just about our church. I understand it's about the kingdom, but I pastor this church, so here we are. Um, so what I, I wanna, I'm going to kind of kick this off here, and I'm thinking either, I haven't decided if I'm going to do it this coming up Sunday or the first Sunday um, of the new year, we're going to have communion, and communion is part of coming together as a common union. And so we're going to we're going to talk about it more, building up to it. And I don't um, we talk about communion some, but I don't just want to fly past communion. I want to take time to to really understand fully what we're doing and why we're doing it before we even do it. So this is going to be kind of the kickoff of that, leading towards next year. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit's leading us to to really talk about the health of our church and, and the community that, that we're in right now. Does that make sense? So here we go. And I only have, I'm only going to be in one book. <laughs> we're in 1 Corinthians. <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> we're going to start in Genesis 1. <laughs> this is going to be a short message. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> y'all are making me laugh. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12, 1, 2, 1, 2. It says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even, even so the body can't read this thing. My printer, the printer wasn't working this morning, so I have to use my phone. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if, the, now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand and I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? 
But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Now listen to this. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked, so that there should be no division in the body, but that, is, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Verse 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Stop there. Listen, as a body of believers, this, this idea of unoffendability um, has to go much deeper than just being not offended. It has to go deeper in that we let love lead in everything that we do. So when we, when we run into a situation that doesn't go the way we, we thought it should go, we can't for that reason say, I'm not a foot anymore. <laughs> you are still a part of the body. We can't for the reason that we disagree with something say, well, I quit. Now, Obviously, if we take that to its, its extreme, because I always do, yeah, I mean, if, if we're completely practicing heresy here, something needs to be addressed, but we're not. <laughs> Trust me, we're not. But at the same time, we get caught up on these surfacey issues. Most of the time, and the ones that I've come across personally with me and with other people, um, they're not nearly as, as uh, serious as we make them out to be. And what happens is we, we tend to elevate these problems, kind of a, a mountain molehill deal, elevate these problems instead of looking back and building each other up. Now, I'm not saying we do this all the time. I'm just saying we're all occasionally fall into that place where we're just like, what about me? <laughs> you know what I mean? What about me? I, I need this or I need that. Or, and what happens in those places is um, either we don't express it in the right way, and this is just from, from my experience. I'm speaking from myself. I'm not calling any of you out. From my experience, sometimes I won't express it in a way that people can understand it so they can't really help me, Right? Um, I'll hold it in. I won't tell anybody about it. And if there's an offense, then I'll, I'll, I take the liberty to hang on to that offense until usually the Holy Spirit says, what are you doing? Why are you worried? About, why are you thinking about that? Why do you, why do you feel the need um, to hold on to that offense when it, it really probably wasn't even intended to be offensive? So what I found is the more we, we, um, we find our source in the Lord, especially within, we, we talk about individually, but corporately as a body, the more we find our source in the Lord, the more we can begin to build each other up. And I think that, to me, is a healthy church. To me, is when, when the members of the body of believers begin to identify the parts of the church, and, and we could go on, it goes on to here to talk about those parts with teaching, the gifts of the Spirit, which is teaching, and prophecy, and all these different things that we have, um, healing, these different areas that the Lord can move in and through us. What happens, I believe, in a healthy church, and, and here's where I think the denominational thing on a larger scale, and I don't want to go too far with that because I want to right now stay locally, but on a larger scale, when the denominations begin to break up, it's like you have all these scholars here in this group, and they are so focused on understanding Scripture and de- deciphering things, um, and then you have this group over here that for, for no good reason have the Holy Spirit has just place this gift of several gifted people together and they're running around healing everybody and praying for everybody and 
and have them doing all this stuff, but they don't really don't have a lot of discernment in what's going on. And these two people need to be together. <laughs> these groups don't need to be separated. They strengthen each other. They build each other up, right? They shouldn't be, they shouldn't be causing division. They should be building each other up. And this, this is a, a pretty broad spectrum here. I'm just using some examples. Um, it goes on and on and on to lots of different ways that we do things. Now, what, what I want to do here today is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demonstrate it first, and, and, and I say this a lot. I don't say it lightly. The Holy Spirit is speaking very specifically to me for a reason, and so I'm going to use this as, this as perfect God's timing for this um, because my nephew's in town, and all through worship, he was on my heart, and, and when I began to think of the whole father thing, I thought the same thing, and then um, long story short, uh, I want, we're going to spend the next probably 20, 25 minutes or so socializing, essentially kind of like we do when we, when we get together. But I want the ones, I want you guys that don't necessarily hang out a lot or know each other, and I'm not just trying to make introverts feel uncomfortable, although you may. I want you to find somebody that you don't normally talk to or hang out with, and I want you to talk to them and maybe either get their background, their story, their history, or just pray for them, whatever, however the Holy Spirit leads you. Um, we want to take the time to do that. But first, I want to, uh, I want to demonstrate. I'm going to try to, I'll try my best to get through this without crying and, I apologize ahead of time. Where are you? You got to come up here. <laughs> He's like, what? Seriously? Come on. You're all family here. <clears throat> um, yeah, come on up here. Get up on stage. It's just black paint. It ain't nothing special. So, uh, no. I got this. <laughs> but thank you. No. Um, I... I there are lots of things that, I mean, there's tons of stuff that I could say, to, but the things that the Holy Spirit was leading me during worship, um, I, I do this, and Mark used to do this, and it helped me a lot. He would demonstrate before, I don't expect you guys to do something that I'm not willing to do either, but to demonstrate a, a, a way that we communicate with each other that's not always the easiest way to communicate. When we speak from our heart, um, sometimes you get emotional, and that can be embarrassing. Um, sometimes, sometimes you can um, leave yourself open to be hurt, right? When you care for people, when you open yourself up, um, I always equate it to indoor skydiving because that was awesome. But it's it's you have to open yourself up to be able to fly, which is awesome to fly. But you have to, you can't fly like this when you're trying to protect yourself. You have to do like that. So in the same way, when when we communicate with each other and we build each other up, sometimes it leaves ourselves open and vulnerable. And so I'm <laughs> he didn't volunteer for this, so I'm going to open myself up so you don't have to speak. So <laughs> take a deep breath. That's why I told her not to give you the microphone. <laughs> That's why I said not to give her the microphone, so uh, give him the microphone, so you don't have to speak, but I, I just want <clears throat> to, we'll move this stuff out of the way, so we're going we're gonna to speak. We don't want any, anything get in the way, but I, <clears throat> I'll just jump right into it. Um, come here. <laughs> just like um, we were talking about earlier, we, we've, we've both had a bit of a poor example of a father in our lives. Um, not, not to say that, you know... Uh, your dad doesn't care for you because I, I think he does. I think he's, he's got some issues and he's broken like my dad was. Um, but in the same way, um, through the years I've, I've come to know you and as you've grown up into a young man, I see uh, and I know I kind of give you a hard time a lot and you know that. I kind of pick on you a lot. <clears throat> but in those places, I see a younger me and you. And I see some of the mistakes I've made and, and some of those things that I poke at you about. I just I want to try to get you past those so you don't have to make them and learn the hard way like I did. 
and I'm not always right about everything. I know um, I may sound like a know-it-all sometimes and, and, and kind of push you, kind of push your buttons a little bit, but I do that to prompt you to think because I care about you. And I see something very special in you. You care deeply, and I know that you do. I see it in you. And I think that the Lord's going to do something great in that. Okay? And in doing so, <clears throat> I know I, I, I'm not saying I'm some great father figure to you, um, but at the same time, I know that the Lord has a great plan, and I know that he can use me to minister that to you. And so in those times when we, when we talk and we joke around a lot, you've got a great sense of humor too. But at the same time, I just see, <clears throat> I see a very strong leader in you. And I see a very, uh, I'm, I'm trying to put the, the picture that he's painting into words. I see a very um, clean, <clears throat> it's like clean lines. I see a very direct purpose for you. And right now you're trying to figure that out, I think. I think you're, you're just trying to figure what that looks like out in life, in business, in, in work, in in relationships and all those things, you're, you're discovering some of those things, but I see a very direct purpose coming clearer and clearer to you in your life. And so I want to encourage you in that. Um, and I also want to encourage you, even some of the things that I, I, I pick on you about, none of that affects the way that I feel about you. I love you regardless of, of any mistakes that you make and anything that you do. I don't want you to make mistakes, but I love you regardless and always know that. And always know that you can call me anytime you need anything. Just give me a call. And I love you. This is awkward. <laughs> you can sit down. <clears throat> Thank you for, for doing that. I know that was awkward. Um, but I just want to encourage you, listen, if, if the Lord gives you a word for somebody, don't be shy about it. Just give it to them. You, you know, you're, you may be embarrassed for a moment, but you could, you could radically help that person. At the same time, listen. One of the, one of the things we... I think we lack to do a lot in, in the Christian community is just shut up sometimes and listen. If somebody has something to say, they might just need you to listen to it for a little bit and just tell them you love them. You don't have to have all the answers. So we're going to, one of the things that attracted me to this church when we first came when we were Deeper Life on, uh, on, on government was that we were a go and do church. We were doing a lot of outreach at the time. Um, and so that's why I want to do this today. I want, I want you guys to participate in this. So I'll try not to make it too awkward, but just you can roam around, do whatever you need to do, talk, pray. Um, if you want to put some light music like, if you have any music up there, you can just put something light. If not, it's not a big deal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, y'all do that. Now's, now's a good time. And we'll, we'll stop about the same time. I'll wrap everything up with a prayer. But, and if you guys want to come up here, Trace and I will be up here if you just want to talk to us. Or we'll just wander around too. Y'all can get up. <laughs> Don't be scared. This is, this is weird church. <laughs> Wander around. <laughs>